Hello and welcome to this week's Ocean State Sidelines podcast. My name is Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times One Soccer Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot Will Gagan, sports editor of the Independent. And it's bowls, bowls, and nothing but bowls. We have four Rhode Island High School Super Bowls on tap this weekend, and Will, we have teams involved in each of them in our coverage areas. We do, yeah. Busy. Uh, going to be a busy weekend. Uh, Division One and Division Three on Saturday. Division Two and Division Four on Sunday. All the games at Cranston Stadium, twelve o'clock starts and four o'clock starts. So, double headers both both days. A quadruple header if you can make it to all four, and uh, lots lots to be decided. And we already had one championship, of course. Hendrickson claimed the state title with a win over Portsmouth uh, last weekend, uh, and now it's on to to more uh, more championships. I guess we'll uh, take them all in chronological order, beginning with uh, the Division One Super Bowl on Saturday. That's going to be a rematch. North Kingstown taking on Cranston West. North Kingstown going for their second straight title. Yeah, uh, second straight title in Division One, uh, and then they had won in Division Two the year before that. So they're looking for three championships in a row, and that's that's sort of been the undercurrent of everything they've done this year. Not that they were looking, you know. They're one game at a time, of course. Uh, very well coached that's team. The, that's but, the football mantra yes, we always get. Yes, but uh, you know, but they, you know, when they lost to Hendrickson, you know, they came back immediately, bounced back with with some great performances. And I had asked Coach Joe Go Martin about it, and he said, you know, this this group, they they look at the big picture. You know, they're 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 on a run right now. If they can win Saturday, they will have won three championships and lost two games in three years. That's Probably the best run in program history for them, and they've been a pretty successful program outside of the, the stretch that led up to this, uh, where they kind of had to rebuild. Um, but just a, a, a tremendous run, tremendous opportunity for them. Uh, and they, they, they just dominated in the semifinals. You know, yeah. that was a chance for a statement. Uh, the, whether they looked at it like that or not, there was a chance to say, all right, we, you know, we are the second best team or, or, or the third best team. However you want to lay it out, we're, we're better than LaSalle. Uh, and they clearly were 35 nothing in the semis. Yeah, I was blown away by that score. I was score. too. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you were at the, the Ryan Center that night, and I was keeping tabs on that score. I was at uh, Max Reed Field watching Tolman and win their game against Cheryl. Yeah. But, you know, just see, because people were asking for updates, you know, what do you got? What do you got? And we were yeah. seeing like 21 nothing, and then. 35 nothing. it's like it was built as like the game of the year yes. sort of to a degree right but then to have that it just shows what a wagon north kingstown has been yeah they've been unbelievable you know they uh, coming into the year i thought maybe they'd be i knew that i knew they would be good i thought they might be not as good as last year they lost so much on their uh, in the trenches on the offensive and defensive lines but what I sort of didn't take into account was the flip side of that was the guys they had returning in the skill positions. And, I mean, they're just unbelievable now. Uh, they, you know, John, James Osmanski at the quarterback spot uh, is just really efficient, really accurate, can run, can throw, and he's got tremendous receivers. And they're, you know, a, a seven-yard pass for them is automatic at this point. It's efficient. It's, it's I mean, they, I, they don't need to run the ball. It's, they can just seven-yard pass all the way down the field, and then they'll mix in a 40-yard pass. And score a touchdown on it. So they're just they're just flying right now, um, and yeah, I thought that LaSalle game. I thought NK would win. I thought they were the better team. I thought it would be a close game, uh, yeah. not thirty five nothing. No. And then on the flip side, you get uh, Cranston West, the team that beat Portsmouth. That kind of actually they beat LaSalle to kind of you know right. clear the way Lost from Portsmouth. to Portsmouth. Yeah, lost to Portsmouth to right. kind of allow Portsmouth to get into that state championship game but uh cam alves another uh battle-tested quarterback he's get he gets another shot to play in their home stadium yeah and uh that'll be interesting to see how the falcon faithful comes out and see if they can make it like you know more of a home field advantage 
to benefit Cranston West. Yeah, definitely. I think they'll have a huge crowd there. Um, it's it's the place they're used to playing. And Cam Alves, like you mentioned, you know he's a he's a kid from a Rhode Island football family, so this is something that means a lot to him. Not that it doesn't mean a lot to you know a lot of kids, but he knows he knows the history. He knows everything about Rhode Island high school football and he wants to go out with a championship and wants to lead his team to a title so you can bank on him having a great game on Saturday. No you mentioned the the family lineage you know Steve Alice his father he was a a great football player at LaSalle before transferring to West Warwick you know he led Shea to a a Super Bowl title he went back to his alma mater coached West Warwick to a Super Bowl title so it's it is a big deal in this family and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that game shakes out. And also on Saturday, we have the D3 Super Bowl. We have Pilgrim taking on Tolbin. I think everybody thought that Pilgrim would be back in this spot. Uh, they lost to Central Falls in the D3 Super Bowl a year ago. They brought back 20 seniors, led headlined, I think, by maybe one of the best quarterbacks in that division, Mike Borges. And they're out to see if they can finish the job this time around. Yeah, Pilgrim's been really impressive. Um, you know, they've rebuilt that program after some some down years, and like you said, they they got to the brink of the title last year. They needed a few more yards, and they could have they could have won that last year um, over a really good Central Falls team. They've come out and they've really taken care of business every step of the way. You know, they won that battle of unbeaten's in in pretty impressive fashion against Narragansett. And then when Narragansett lost uh, its next game, Narragansett ended up in the semis against Pilgrim. Think, oh, this is a, again, you know, maybe a tough, tough challenge. But it, you know, they they handled Narragansett. Narragansett played a little better. Uh, it was a thirty to twelve final, uh, but the Patriots just had too much. Uh, so they'll be uh, they've been the favorite all year. They'll be the favorite again in the finals. But they played quite a game with Tolman in the regular season. Yes, they did, and uh, it was a sixteen to fourteen game final that uh, the Patriots won at uh, Pariseau Field. I believe the Patriots were down 14 nothing at some point, and uh, they had to rally back. But, uh, you know, I was impressed with Tolman last week. Uh, they shut out Charahoe. It was actually a 24 nothing final at Max Street Field. It's, it was their fifth shutout of the season. Well, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that really football. is. That really is. You know, I was impressed. I saw them very early in the season against Narragansett, a game Tolman lost. Uh, but their defense, I mean, they brought it. They blitzed every down. Uh, they, I think they had 11 or 12 sacks in that game. Ended up, They made a lot of mistakes in that game, and that's sort of why Narragansett ended up on top. But, yeah, Tolman seems to be playing their best football right now, uh, and they'll, they'll go into it and try to try to clamp down on Pilgrim with that defense. Yeah, the defense, and also they're getting healthy on the offense side of the ball. Cute today, one of the running backs, he was injured to start the year. You got uh, Jamaris Gaudet, Isaiah Prince, Elijah Osei, Aaron Carrion, and, of course, the quarterback, Jordan Cooper. All these players are going to be key if the Tigers are going to win that championship. Uh, it's kind of funny. We I mentioned it to uh, head coach Jason DeLawrence after they beat Charmo last week. They kind of bookended appearances in the Super Bowl. They were in the mm. D2 Super Bowl against Woonsocket in, in 2010 before returning to the Super Bowl this year, 2019. A lot of years in between, you know, Tolman was up in Division yeah, One, and they kind true. of struggled up there. So right. we talk about bounce-back programs like Pilgrim. Tolman certainly falls in that category as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's two teams that uh, had some hard times. And you talked about North Kingstown doing this. Sometimes you need that little bit of a reset and have that opportunity to move down because there's no way the program can come back without without getting that chance. And uh, Tolman and Pilgrim have both, uh, both played really well, and both, they both rebuilt and done a nice job. They could be headed up next year again. We'll see what happens we'll with the realignment. Um, but, yeah, a chance for both of them to, uh, to go out with a D3 title on Saturday. It's a 4 o'clock start at Cranston Stadium. One final note about the Tigers. One thing I am concerned about is 
they don't really have a true kicker. And mm. when both of your losses this year are by combining three points, that could be an issue. You, you mentioned issue. the Narragansett loss. That was a yeah. one-point game. And he block, lost. There was a blocked field goal in that game, or blocked extra point in that game. Yes, yeah. so uh, that could be a source of concern. Uh, I kind of made the joke to uh, Coach Gillard saying, hey, you got a great soccer team over there. Get one, <laughs> yeah, of, those right? for, get one of those great kids for the week, so bring exactly. them over. This soccer season's over. Yeah, why not? Why not? All right, let's, so let's move on to Sunday's games. Uh, that starts with D2 at 12 o'clock, uh, again at Cranston Stadium. Woonsocket and Mount Pleasant, again for the second year in a row in Division Two, the uh, the top two seeds ousted in the semis. Nobody saw this one coming, Well, Yeah. I mean, uh, if, you, if you go by chalk and you had undefeated Burville on one side and East Grange yep. on the other and you're thinking that was going to be the collision course, you definitely lost your money. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I mean, it was two great games. <laughs> Don't get us wrong here. East Greenwich and Burrowville very easily uh, could be in the finals here. East Greenwich uh, ended up losing to Woonsocket. It was a 7-6 final in the semis. And on the other side, Mount Pleasant beats Burrowville 48-40 in triple overtime. Yeah, that's uh, both those games mightily impressive. Down to the wire, I'm sure. A lot of people standing and cheering and grabbing. But uh, two different roads here from Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant with the... Explosive offense, read by read by uh, Frederick Malai, who I saw torch uh, the Lincoln defense for 427 yards in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you go on the flip side, you have Onsaka, which has kind of found its strength on the defensive side, led by Corey Brown, just a beast in the middle in terms of what he can bring to the table in terms of being a true disruptor. I'm looking forward to that matchup, the one-on-one mm. matchup, Corey Brown Absolutely. versus uh, Malloy, and see how that shakes out. Yeah, I mean, for one socket, I mean, what's what, what was East Greenwich's lowest point total before this? 28, maybe? 28 maybe. <laughs> uh, and they end up scoring just six points in the semifinals. You know, Socket's the defending champ, and that counts for something, uh, I think, all season for them. They can, they can point to that. And as they got better and better, it was like, all right, you know, if we get better... This is where we could end up, and that's what they did. Uh, there was a, the three seed out of Division 2A, but they ended up peaking at the right time. And Mount Pleasant, I mean, they've been so impressive. 64 points in the quarterfinals, and then you know, 48 on Burrowville, triple overtime, of course. But still, uh, they, they put up points. So, yeah, it's going to be strength on strength, and two teams that are really playing good football at this time of year. Yeah, they kind of, Woonsocket just kind of reminds me of North Kingstown a little bit in terms of you know winning the championship a year mm-hmm. ago. You lost a lot of firepower. You were thought you were in a pretty good position to go maybe defend your title this year. Still have some question marks, but as the season has gone on, they just simply gotten better. When Socket started out 0-4, 0-3 in league play, since then they've rattled seven straight wins. Yeah. And if you're picking games based on uh, excitement, uh, you could you could do worse than going to that one just for Frederick Millay. Oh, <laughs> He's, absolutely. Uh, the, probably the most electrifying player in the state. Uh, no other chance to go out on top. And then the final Super Bowl of the weekend, the Division Four Championship, pits uh, the North Smithfield Mount St. Charles Co-op team taking on Tiverton. That's a rematch from a year ago when, you know, North Smithfield Mount, we thought that they were just going to breeze to the title. Not so. They really were tested in the uh, Division Four semifinals last week. Needed a last-second field goal to put down Pawn against it. I know. We were we were pen- writing their, their name in a Sharpie in the finals uh, on the last edition of Ocean State Sidelines. But, yeah, late... Late field goal to get there. You know, sometimes a team that hasn't been challenged, all of a sudden that playoff atmosphere eh, triggers some things, and, and credit Ponegancer for giving them a really good battle. Uh, is that going to be a kind of like, oh, it was a scare, and now they're going to roll again? Or, or is Tiverton going to be able to pull off the same kind of thing they pulled off last year? So, you know, if we're talking about kicking like we were with Tolman, 
you know, North Smithfield, Mount St. Charles uh, co-op, they have a very good kicker in Pascal Camastro. He had the 20-yard field goal with 13 seconds remaining to give the Northmen the victory over Pontiacansett. You know, if it comes down to another kick again, I kind of like his chances. Uh, he's uh, proven that he's a cool as I, under a pressure customer, and uh, if he gets that chance again come Sunday, I'm sure he'll relish it. Yeah, I mean, that could be a, a nice little edge for them um, to, you know, to have have a kicker in a close game. I'm really a kicker. Not something not a lot of high school teams have. On the other side, uh, you know, Tiverton has Matthew Gasiich, the really standout quarterback. Uh, I think they, you know, they had some ups and downs this year. They ended up as a number two seed, so they weren't deep ups and downs. Uh, I'm not sure how, you know, overall if Tiverton is as good as they were last year, but when you've got a standout quarterback who has done it on that stage before, he was a, a star in that game last year. Uh, they've they've got as good a chance as anybody, um, so that should be a pretty good matchup as well. So there it is. Uh, we got uh, the last of the fall sports season wrapping up this weekend, and then it's uh, off to Thanksgiving football. Will yeah, that's right. We got championships now are, are fully done ahead of the holiday and uh, Thanksgiving football. Just time to enjoy some some decent uh, decent games. So uh, urge you to get out this weekend. Uh, I think it's supposed to be pretty good weather on Saturday. Sunday might be a little Ooh, bit dicey. dicey. But uh, hopefully uh, everything goes on without a hitch, and we have uh, four competitive games. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we're looking for. We haven't, you know, it was a year where there were no, weren't necessarily that many competitive games in uh, every week. No. Um, uh, I think some realignment issues. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we end with some good games uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, we'll be back with a fresh episode to uh, kind of look back at uh, this weekend's action. So uh, have, a good week- have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening.